The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. Heinemann is a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. Today on the Heinemann Podcast, the Writing Strategies Book. We're talking with the Writing Strategies book author, Jennifer Saravallo. In 2015, Jen wrote the Reading Strategies book, and it became a New York Times bestseller. It made matching students' needs to high-quality instruction simpler. Now, in the Writing Strategies book, Jen does the same, collecting 300 of the most effective strategies to share with writers and grouping them beneath 10 crucial goals. A few weeks ago, we sat down to talk, and I wanted to know how Jen approached organizing the writing strategies book we considered organizing it by genre so having like an information writing section a nonfiction, a narrative writing section opinion writing section we considered organizing it by process like pre-writing strategies drafting strategies revision strategies but the truth is that so many of them actually overlap like for example i don't only consider making my setting clear in my narrative after i've written a draft I could, right? I could go back to my draft and say, you know, I mentioned that I was at the supermarket, but I didn't really describe what it was like there, so I can add in more sensory details to make it better. But I could also do that thing before I drafted. I could, in my notebook, kind of pre-plan how it is that I want my setting to look and in, in the um, or look and sound in, in the in the draft. So I didn't feel like I could organize it by process because so many strategies I could use across the writing process before drafting, during drafting, after drafting. Um, and the idea of organizing it by genre, there again, I felt like there was a lot of overlap. So strategies that might help me to get ideas for uh, coming up with a story, like thinking of important people in my life, hey, that could also help me come up with an idea for an opinion piece. Like I could think about those important people and the things they care about, and I could write to persuade them, or I could write to convince them of something, or I could write about something they care about too. I could also take those important people and write an informational piece all about that person. So it feels like many of the strategies sort of went across different modes of writing, different genres of writing, many different strategies applied across different points in the writing process. So the way I decided to handle it was to organize the book by goals. And then in the margin, I have a a note of which parts of the process it would work best with, which genres it would work best with, and also which grade levels it would work best with. Um, I think, you know, when a writing teacher approaches planning for um, a unit of study, oftentimes you're thinking, what's the genre and what are the parts of the, and and you're thinking about the process. I plan Mm -hmm. out how I'm going to teach my kids how to collect ideas and then choose one and develop it and um, draft it, revise it, publish, edit. Um, You think about the genre. What do I know about writing essay and how am I going to take that essay, uh, the finished piece I envision and kind of plan out a sequence of lessons that are going to help my kids write well. Talk about what kind of writing goals you're helping teachers with in the Writing Strategies book. Yeah, there's 10, 10 writing goals. Um, The first writing goal uh, is about helping kids who maybe don't even write conventionally yet, 
maybe kids who don't know their alphabet or are writing random strings of letter letters on the bottom of the page or have a little bit of ability to write words. Um, it's a goal called Composing with Pictures. And so that goal is about helping kids to tell their stories on the page with pictures, to teach others from their illustrations, uh, to convince people. I know my four-year-old does this. She She's already got her uh, list for Christmas in pictures of what she wants to get. Um, so it could be really for any, any genre of writing. Um, the next goal is engagement. You know, I care a lot about this, making sure that kids really love to write, that they see themselves as writers, uh, that they have the ability to focus and they write with stamina and uh, helping them with their volume because the more they write, the better writers they're going to be. The next goal is helping kids with generating ideas. Um, So it's really hard to be a, a writer unless you have some topics that you care a lot about and you know how to tap into what topics you care about and write about them. Um, Then I kind of go into some different qualities of good writing. So the first one is focus, the ability to have a really clear meaning for your piece and to focus on that meaning. Um, Depending on the genre, it could mean focusing on a topic, an idea, a theme, um, maybe even focusing in time. So I'm not writing all about my entire vacation. I'm just writing about the roller coaster ride. The next category is organization and structure, helping kids to understand the parts of their piece. Uh, so if it's a narrative, a beginning, a middle, and an end, uh, you know, organizing into a lead and a conclusion and a body, um, and uh, making sure that the organization is very clear and the parts between the, the the transitions between the parts are very clear to help your reader understand what you're trying to say. Um, Then there's two sort of side-by-side goals. Elaboration, helping kids to add detail, um, making their writing more elaborate, so adding more detail, but also considering the purpose behind the details, making sure they match the meaning, using a variety of different types of detail, uh, so they're not just writing all action, for example, in narrative, but they're varying it with action and dialogue and inner thinking. Um, And then sort of side-by-side with that goal is word choice, so helping kids to be really precise and careful about the verbs and the nouns, and if I'm teaching someone about a topic, the content-specific vocabulary that I would need to use. Um, Then I get into conventions, and I have two sort of side-by-side conventions goals. One is around punctuation and grammar, um, helping kids to understand how to communicate their ideas clearly to others, uh, making sure that um, they understand the rules of of English and of grammar, but that doesn't mean they always follow them. They might break them for a a particular effect or for a particular craft. And then convention spelling, so making sure that they understand the rules of spelling and that they're able to apply those uh, to their to their own writing. And then the 10th goal is around helping kids to work collaboratively in partnerships, in writing clubs, um, how to support uh, your, your, your peers all throughout the writing process. I think a lot of people use uh, collaborative groups for editing, but um, in, this, in this goal, it's really about helping all across the writing process, from getting ideas to storytelling and rehearsing your writing out loud to giving feedback once a draft is written, of course, uh, working on conventions at the end of the process. Jen, whole districts are studying together with the Reading Strategies book. When they read Writing Strategies book together, what should they think about across the grade levels? Uh, It's been so fun watching uh, conversations on Twitter and Facebook and people sharing the way that they're working together as a whole staff in the school or across a district um, with the book. And I think there's a lot of similarities to how they can learn together with the Writing Strategies book. So one of the things that a lot of people are engaging in is making sure they're looking closely at student work so that they're choosing goals appropriately. So just as we did that with reading, with writing, I could see conversations with teachers uh, bringing student work together, studying 
studying it together, discussing what they think are some possible goals for that particular student, and then making decisions based maybe on the hierarchy of where to, where to begin. Um, I see a lot of teachers who are working um, across grades, having conversations across grades, thinking about how a particular skill or a particular, in this case, quality of good writing, um, how it builds across the grades. So having conversations about in first grade, we're going to expect kids to write with these kinds of details, in the second grade, these kinds, third grade, these kinds, and they're able to have sort of cross-grade conversations and then find within the book the strategies that are going to best benefit their their curriculum if they're using the lessons for whole class uh, instruction um, or which of the strategies they're going to use for their small group or their individual instruction. How do the goals in the writing strategies book relate to the reading strategies book? So there's a lot of different ways you can sort of mix and match them and see uh, similarities between them. So if we start at the beginning of the hierarchy on each, um, you know, the emergent reading uh, category, goal category in reading, helping kids to read from pictures, sort of correlates to the composing with pictures um, goal in writing. Um, of course, both reading and writing have engagement and teaching kids to write with stamina and high degree of volume and being able to focus on their reading. The, in reading, we talk to kids about uh, print work, reading with accuracy, making sure that we're self-correcting on the run and that we have strategies for decoding. In writing, that feels sort of similar to spelling and making sure kids understand how words work and how they get their words on the page and go back and make sure that they're spelling accurately. Fluency in reading... That could relate to a couple different things in writing. It could relate to conventions and grammar, right? The way that an author chooses to punctuate um, a, a sentence or the, the length of the sentence that an author chooses sort of dictates to the reader how it should be read. And that's sort of the flip side um, in reading. Um, but there's also something about reading fluently that connects to engagement in, in, in reading and writing. So that could kind of be a correlation. Let's see, focus, being able to focus my piece on the, the key meaning, the central topic, that relates to main idea. So being able to know, you know, what's the author's main point from this particular nonfiction text. And in fiction relates to themes and ideas, knowing a lesson, central lesson, central message that the author is trying to communicate. Um, organization in writing can relate to uh, a couple different things. I think nonfiction writers organize their writing typically with uh, main idea and details that follow, sort of topic sentences and elaboration, and then they lay out the page carefully with text features that correlates. Um, with fiction in writing, organizing my writing in fiction, probably more like the plot and setting goal, which has to do with helping kids understand how to retell a story in, in sequence in the, in the proper order. Um, I could go on. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to get to a very long answer. There are a lot of similarities, and I think that you can make connections. I'm kind of talking now about connections on the goal level, but there's also connections on the very specific strategy level. So, you know, for instance, if you're teaching a child um, who has a goal of engagement in reading to think about how many pages he or she wants to read before taking a break and sticking a post-it on that page and reading up to that page in writing, you could do something similar, have a child count how many lines they think they can write, put a dot in the margin and try to get to that line in a, you know, that line in a certain amount of time. So I think there's, you know, even on the strategy level, there's ways to kind of flip a reading one into a writing one and a writing one into a reading one. What sort of instructional approach can the writing strategies book be used with? Anything. You teach writing, 
I think you can find some help in this book. Um, so I'm from a workshop background. Right? I spent years at the Reading and Writing Project with Lucy Calkins and um, you know, have read every word of everything she's written. And because of her, I've you know, also read from a number of other people who talk about a workshop approach to teaching, um, like Nancy Atwell, for example. Um, so I'm very oriented that way. I would use the book. I would look through the book to find lessons for my mini lesson, my whole class instruction. I'd look through the book to find ideas for my conferences and small group instruction to target just what my kids needed. Um, but not everyone uses a workshop approach. And I think that uh, strategies still have a very important place in any writing classroom. So even if people are right now, let's say, doing uh, prompted writing, where you have, uh, you know, you're studying animals and science, and everybody in the class gets an animal, and they all have to write a report about the animal. You can still teach kids strategies of how to do that better, how to organize their writing themselves, how to engage with the topic, how to uh, elaborate with a lot of different types of rich detail. Um, of course, you know, people that do sort of a daily five or centers-based approach to teaching often have a writing as one of the centers. And I think there, again, you know, you're asking kids to be really independent, teaching them some specific strategies to help them to make that time be really valuable for them, I think is, is a really helpful use of strategy as well. You know, I work with a couple districts that uh, use basal readers right now. And a lot of times in a basal reader program, they have writing prompts at the end of each chapter. And there's not a lot of instruction around how to write it. They just sort of tell the kids what to write, the genre, and maybe a prompt or a question to follow. And the kids are supposed to turn it around pretty quickly. There again, I think looking carefully at what is what exactly am I asking the kids to write and how can I teach them how to do it, not just what to do, but how to do it, um, strategies could really be helpful there too. So really any any approach, I think this, this the strategies can help. How do I know which writing strategy to use? So I think ideally you're not just going through a chapter and teaching all the strategies in the order and you're not just looking through the book um, to find all the fourth grade strategies and just teaching the fourth grade strategies. Instead, ideally, you're looking at your kids first. Right, so you're, you're doing a close look at the kids you have in front of you, and you're saying, what's going to make the biggest difference for each one of them? So formative assessment's really important here. Um, in the writing strategies book, I give a little, at the beginning of each chapter, a little really basic summary of here's what the goal is, and here's how I know if it'll work for my student. Um, but I think it's also, um, if it's helpful for people, at my literacy teacher's playbooks, there's one for K2 and one for 3-6. They have a sort of a deeper dive into assessment and give a lot more examples and a lot more help with really knowing just what's the right goal at the right time. Um, I'm also going to mention uh, the writing, uh, writing Pathways book by Lucy Calkins. That one, I think, is a really helpful guide to help people to know what should I expect at a particular grade level and having exemplars of student work. Um, so really, any of those sources could be helpful. But the important thing is I'm looking at my kids, I'm looking at what they need, and I'm making careful decisions, not just picking randomly from the book. When during instruction do I use these strategies? Uh, they can really be used at any point um, for whole class instruction, small group instruction, individual instruction, because they're content, right? And the, so the methods you're going to choose um, are hopefully going to match the purpose you have. So if most of your kids need a particular strategy, maybe you'll teach it to the whole class. If uh, some of the kids need a strategy, small group. If it's a one-on-one -on -one situation, you teach it in a conference. I think teachers can also think about using these strategies to weave into various balanced literacy components. So it's not just a whole class direct instruction mini lesson necessarily, but 
teaching them during a shared reading lesson, an interactive writing lesson. You can weave in you know, different ways to use the room to spell the words that you're trying to spell, think about the conventions, make a plan for what you're gonna write, organize the writing on the page, adding details. All of these are things that teachers can be uh, voicing over and thinking about with kids during those other balanced literacy structures too. So really, anytime. What kind of questions from teachers have you received that you're really excited to address in the writing strategies book? You know, I think um, I would think it's fair to say that elementary and middle school teachers think of themselves as reading teachers, right? Either reading teachers who teach kids how to read or literature experts who teach kids how to read with more depth in the case of middle school. Um, but I think not everybody thinks of themselves as a reading teacher. And I think some people find it a little bit intimidating because maybe they themselves don't write aside from emails or shopping lists and mm -hmm. and trying to approach teaching a child how to write an essay or how to write uh, a story a narrative if they're not someone who regularly does that it can feel overwhelming um, so I think one thing that teachers ask me a lot or that they appreciate a lot is how I try to make things feel a little bit more doable and make it feel like it's a little bit something they can wrap their head around and that they can turn around and do it in the classroom the next day so um, I'm excited to answer questions of just how do I get started with this piece? How do I help kids to like to write? How do I, you know, the really practical help that I think teachers need to feel like they themselves are writers and that they um, have the ability to teach kids to write well. I'm sure too there must be some part of you on some level that's hoping that this encourages teachers to take on their own writing as well, not just become better writing teachers, but also increase their comfort level with their own writing. Absolutely, yeah. I say again and again in the book that the more that you try these strategies yourself before you teach them to kids, the more you're going to be able to sell it to them because you're going to say, I just did this and here's what was tricky for me, or I just tried this and I came up with this thing I didn't think I was going to come up with. And the more that they're going to th then start to be able to uh, yeah, feel like a writer, feel like they have the business, they're, they're, uh, that they're equipped to be able to be teaching kids to write and, and to write well because they're going to have their own uh, sample piece ideally that they're sharing with kids as they work through the process. My thanks to Jen for her time today. If you'd like a guided tour of everything that's inside the Writing Strategies book, you can watch a special video hosted by Jen on Heinemann.com slash Writing Strategies book. You'll also find on this special page more videos from Jen talking about the book. You'll also get a preview of the goals Jen talked about and so much more. Be sure to subscribe to the Heinemann Podcast for more and download the free Heinemann Teacher Tip app for daily PD in your pocket. Thanks for listening.